I don't even have the coffee yet, man. <laughs> too formal. We're too formal at this yeah. time. Hey, guys, welcome to Self-Evident Podcast. You got Massey, you got Mike, and hey. we're your boys. We're here bringing you the, the best truth we can to know what is right, what is wrong. And, guys, we're teaching you to live liberated. That's the whole point, right? Living liberated is the most important thing uh, that we need to be talking about. So we believe in uh, constitution. We believe in rights given from God. That's why we do the show. So guys, if you have not yet subscribed, go to theselfevidenttruth.com. You guys can sign up for our newsletter. Uh, we, we, we're putting out content constantly. Uh, we're, we're starting to do some blogging and blogging and all that stuff. Uh, I don't do that stuff. They do that. This guy over here, the smarts ones, they, they, they do all that stuff. Uh, also, guys, go to YouTube. You guys can go on to pretty much every major podcast platform. Or, Subscribe. Sign up. We got self-evidenttruth.com slash podcast. podcast. Check yes. it out. There is a podcast wing of the website as well. It'll take you to every site we're on uh, pretty much, and you guys can get signed up. Guys, we got some really cool stuff going up, uh, going on today. But real quick, if you could put up that slide for the conference, please, that would be awesome. Uh, guys, uh, January 14th and 15th, we are teaming up with Revive Church. Now, what does that mean? When is the last time that we actually saw a church stand but really put their neck out on the line and say, no, we're going to do this. We're going to stand for not only God-given rights and all these other things, but we're going to show people how to do it as well. So we're teaming up with Pastor Todd Mozingo. Uh, I'm an assistant pastor there. He's, a, he's our senior pastor. The church and Self-Evident are finally coming together and saying, no, we're going to do this together. So we're going to see some cool things come out this year. God willing, that's going to be awesome. I think, I think that's a big difference that we need to point out is a lot of times what you have is you have a church who stands for their rights um, against a government trying to close them, that kind of thing. But you don't often get churches that are actively trying to train people into going into government. You may say, well, you want a theocracy. No, we want our Christian brethren to be well-versed in government. In the sphere of government, the culture right. of government, the practice of government. That's right. You are allowed to be a part of government. Not only are you allowed, it's your duty. Read read the Declaration of Independence. Our right and duty to overthrow such governments that come against the rights of man. So that's why we're doing this conference. We're going to have some amazing speakers there, uh, people running for office. And the next guest that's coming on here in a minute, he's going to be, we're, we're going to be on here in a minute with him. Uh, Anthony Sabatini is going to be there uh, speaking live to us. And I'm excited, man. I've heard him speak yeah. many times. I know what he stands for. Dude is solid, and we love that about him, and, and we're behind him 110%. Um, also, though, guys, go on to theselfevidenttruth.com. We actually have the link below here, uh, and you guys can sign up. It's a free conference. It's a two-day conference, and you're going to get empowered, emboldened. You're going to get shown how to run, what you can do locally for your state to stand, and that's the whole point, right? So uh, on top of all that, guys, we need your help. Uh, again, go to theselfevidenttruth.com. I'm constantly pointing to the site. Uh, because there's so many things going on, not only for the rest of this year, but next year as well. Go on to our, our events page. We've got some events coming up here. We're going to uh, uh, Broward here uh, in, in a couple weeks and just a bunch of cool things like that, uh, as well as comment where you're from. Wherever you're from, comment and share the video. We want this to get out there as much as possible. We need the message to get out there. Hey, everybody on YouTube land, how you doing? Comment where you're from, where you're watching from, and we would love to uh, answer all your questions. But our next guest is going to come on here if he's on. I think he's on. He put his phone down he, for a he minute. He said he was paying attention. Anthony, yeah, yeah, you yeah. there? <laughs> there, Anthony. He there he is. There he is. No, he's right. he's, a, he's a busy guy. And, and, and if you guys don't mind, I'm going to intro him. I'm not trying to – I'm not a fangirl or anything like that. I do respect what he stands for, but I also admire uh, people who are unabashedly unashamed for what they believe yeah. when it's truth, right? When they right. do stand for the rights of man, not for the rights of government, because government doesn't have rights. They don't have anything we don't give them. 
That's the point, right? New and well-defined Exactly. Powers. So we'll get him on here. I'm just going to intro him quick. Uh, Anthony Sabatini serves as the member of the Florida House of Representatives representing the 32nd District in Central Florida. Five of his legislative bills have been signed into law by Governor DeSantis. He's filed sponsored legislation on a variety of issues, such as a crackdown on big tech. Thank you. Uh, a mandate for E-Verify, make uh, Florida a Second Amendment, Second Amendment sanctuary. Open carry, baby. That's what we need to have because that's constitutional. Right. And also recently, this man's standing for uh, businesses to not crack down on its employees. Yeah. And we're going to see what's going to happen with the special session coming up. So, everybody, give a warm welcome to Representative Anthony Sabatini. How you doing, boss? Oh, we got his. Anthony, you there? Is he, is he muted is on he here? Muted, muted on the on the board. Buddy. On the board. On the board. Croft. Croft. Turn to the, the mixer. Board. <laughs> Try it again. Yeah, I just did. Oh boy. Uh-oh. This isn't good. Hang on one second, you, sir. You want him to sign out and come back in? No, I mean he was just fine before, so yeah. I don't know if he's muted or what. There we go. Can you, can you hear us, Anthony? Oh yeah, I see you. I hear there you. There we go. go. Game on. Good morning. All right. I so, thought I thought morning. you guys were censoring me. I thought this was a social media censorship ban you guys were doing. <laughs> you you know, we're, yeah, we're all about we're, big tech here. We're trying to get in good graces with YouTube and Facebook, so really we're just going to bleep out everything you say. Yeah, you know? I, I would not be surprised. No, I'm kidding with you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, man, you I, know, they I'm, did just try to ban me from Facebook on my Rittenhouse post. Did yeah, you see I just that? saw that. I just saw it on, yeah. a, was it Facebook or Twitter? I think I saw it on your Twitter page that they tried to ban you. It was, uh, it was on Facebook, but I, I shared it on Twitter. And what it was was, just a pure, simple opinion. I just said, Kyle Rittenhouse is an American hero. And, uh, of course, the next day I woke up and it said, uh, you know, this was a violation of their community standards. And that uh, the punishment in this case was I could not do live videos or advertising on Facebook for 30 days. I thought that was shocking, which actually <laughs> is pretty serious election interference because actually i was getting ready to run an ad on facebook that concerned my congressional campaign and now wow. i can't i mean i'm fine not doing it but like i can't because of an opinion i have it, it's just we live in china we live in australia already it's just right. crazy yeah and who would have thought right i mean especially what's what's so crazy is you can see the narrative being controlled the agenda mm. right because this kid has been a guilty till proven innocent right but with the whole George yep. Floyd case and all these other things, which obviously we know we're not justifying death here, but it was almost like he was, he was innocent from the beginning. It was just wrong. And it just, how you're seeing the narrative shift so quickly, especially with big tech and they know what they're doing, man. You know, it's crazy. You can post anything you want, right. When it comes to liberal leftists. I mean, I just saw a video yesterday, bro. I don't know what you feel about this stuff and I'm bringing it up because it just, it's weighing on my heart heavy. That, that, that some of the academia right now are normalizing pedophilia and calling it uh, younger sex yes, attraction. Saw something Just about that, ridiculous, yeah. uh, ungodly, satanic stuff that should be punished. It should not be celebrated. It should be punished severely. You know, and so how how the narrative is being controlled by big tech. I'm glad you're standing up against it, man. Well, we're doing we everything we can. Florida passed a decent bill last year. I pushed hard for a much tougher bill. Uh, a bill like this state of Texas passed last month, which would classify all social media companies as what they call 
common carriers, which means you uh, they would be held to a much different standard and you could regulate what they do to a much further extent. So I filed that bill again this year and hopefully it goes through. But the what we passed last year is way too weak. I mean, yeah, case in his- point got thrown up Facebook for 30 <laughs> days for defending an innocent person who's literally, obviously, I think, going to win his trial. I mean, that if you watch the case, it was clear he was innocent. He was not the aggressor in any of the three instances in which he had to use his, you know, right to self-defense. And yet I'm suspended. It's just crazy. So... I think which which didn't the guy one of the guys that was uh, hurt say that I pointed yeah, the gun at yeah, him the, first the the, yeah. the main guy who got his bicep blown off said yeah I, I pulled my gun and pointed it at him <laughs> yeah, you know it's, like, it's uh, what what gets me is how clear cut this case is when all the video came out it's like I don't know how you can get another idea than it was complete self defense and even Rittenhouse like peep his GoFundMe page and all of that got you know, banned and people were getting uh, doxxed for donating to his campaign or his, his fundraising. It's, it's really this twisted narrative that kind of works its way through everything. So I, I appreciate that. I think that was the, uh, the biggest hole in the prosecution's case was that instance, because they said he shot this, you know, left this Antifa guy in the bicep, but the dude was such a beta. There was no way he even had a bicep to begin with. So I just think that's totally fake news. Gosh. Good for you. So, so, so check it. You got our producer over here chuckling, bro. That was awesome. Um, hey, so real fast, I, I love what you said about the bill being weak. What is it about Republicans? I'm going to be honest with you, Anthony. It's very, I actually, before Trump, you know, the whole campaign, I quit being a Republican. Not that I'm a libertarian or con- I'm just a constitutionalist. Do I vote Republican? Yes. Do, do those views align with me? Yes. It's just very hard to take on that name when you got a bunch of spineless dudes running up in government right now. Mm-hmm. When you see the liberal, they don't they don't incrementally do things. They just go for it. They go after it. They go they after it. They don't they, compromise. They don't stop. What is it about modern Republicans that they don't seem to step out and say, you know what, we're going to take this thing back? What is it that you're well, seeing? Here's the bigger. Here's the big picture with the right and the conservative movement as a whole, that's the issue. Since the 1960s, the mindset has always been, we're just going to play defense. And so when they don't have the ball, when they're not in power, they play defense a little bit better. Uh, you know, they try to interfere and stop and, and, and be tougher towards Democrats. But when they have the ball, when they're in power, they rest in this very comfortable position of, oh, hey, defense is a winning strategy and we're defending. That's why you see Republicans sometimes when they're in power, They'll be like, oh, we're we're stopping the left. We're not going to let the left do this. We're not going to let the left do that. And you're thinking to yourself, but you're in charge. Like the left's right. not in charge. So why are you playing defense? You should be on offense. The Democrats are smart. As soon as they get power, they run the ball down the field as possible, as hard as they possibly can. Everyone's laughing right now. Oh, my God, look at the Democrats. They're going to lose all their power next year. They don't care. They know that this is their opportunity to 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 achieve yardage, right, I'm, to use the metaphor. So they're running the ball down the field every which way they can. They absolutely know they're going to lose power next year. They do care. They're going to make solid gains. The question is, what are the Republicans going to do when they achieve power next year? And like you indicated, they're not. Why is this? It's because the average Republican has been accustomed to the strategy of the Republican Party for a long time being just pure defense. You know, we're just going to we're just going to stand in the way of some leftist idea. Well, that's a really bad strategy. Not only has it not worked in the last 50 years, it, you know, it's gotten us in a much worse position now where if you're going to keep this country, if you're going to basically protect this country, 
you have to go back on offense. You have to be Come like on. a counter-revolutionary force at this point and really go on offense and destroy the left. And uh, until we really focus on primaries and start eliminating these rhinos, I don't see that happening. And that's one of the, obviously that's one of the reasons I'm running is I'm Come trying on. to bring a whole new mentality. Right. And I, I think that's what, what was so monumental about Trump was Trump was not a defensive guy. Every other Republican yes. candidate tends to run of we're going to stop the left here and we're going to we're going to hold them here. And Trump went out and said, no, we're going to do this and this and this and I'm going to get it done. And he actually tried to do that. And I think what gets uh, perceived as just this populist wave is actually this wave of conservatives going, oh, wait, we can actually get what we want. We can actually move yes. after it, you know, and that's why I think candidates like you are, are so important because. People need to get that confidence back of, oh, we can actually go after what we want. We don't have to just bow to the the progressives or just say no to the progressives. We can go for our own. That's exactly right. Yeah. I mean, a part part of being, a, I think, a good elected official is using your pulpit to activate conservatives to be more involved and hold other Republicans accountable. I think the most important thing a, Republic, a good Republican can do right now is hold the rhinos and hold the establishment of, of their own party accountable. And most mo, great majority of Republicans do not do this. They're too afraid to do this. They don't want to be attacked by their peers. They don't want to piss off the establishment and uh, you know be hated by the Republicans who are being exposed. But you have an obligation to do that because I always the way I look at it is it's not until Republicans have enormous pressure put on them will they actually do something. And then back to bring it all back to the bill that we're going to talk about the special session bill, once you provoke them to action, once you make them do something, they're just going to do the minimal amount that they can do. So so for me, it's all about creating more pressure on the Republicans to do more and more and more and more. It's not about the left, really. It's about reforming the Republican Party right now. That's how you're going to, I think, make, you know, get a lot more gains and, and get a lot more done in terms of the America first issues I care about is by putting pressure on Republicans, not Democrats. Yeah. yeah. It's almost uh, a friend of mine just commented. He said, you know, they punt the ball and then they brag that they moved it, <laughs> but yeah. they punted. Right. But I yeah. think uh, the, 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 the irony of it all is the word conservative. It's to conserve, to yes. preserve. And, and that's where I think they miss it. Most Republicans that I've been, I've been teaching constitution courses since like 07. And I used to teach representatives the constitution, like they'd never picked it up. So how are these guys even in office? Not even knowing it is the one question. Uh, they're in office and it's we're, we're pastors, too. So like for me uh, and for us, I think we talk about this a lot. It really starts with us. I believe the church is the moral compass. Uh, John Adams and Martin Luther King said it. The church is a moral compass. And um, we're doing the same thing in a lot of ways, playing defense instead of playing offense and saying, no, we're not allowing this in our nation, this perversion stuff. Uh, not just with not just with things going on behind the scenes, but law as well. Right. Because it's that's that's where we need to stand. But um, um, I I. We've been rehearsing this quote for like three days in my, my, my heart, Mark Twain's quote, when he said in the beginning of a change of patriots, scarce a man uh, he's hated and he scorned. He said, but when his cause succeeds, then the timid join him because then it costs nothing to be a patriot. That's where I feel like when you were coming on, I'm like, I was praying about you, man. I was praying for God to, to protect you, protect your wife, Francesca. I was, I was praying for your family. And uh, dude, we're behind you 110%. I don't give a crap about 501c3s. We're endorsing you. Uh, as, as, a, as, as a pastor, uh, as a ministry, I'm, I'm telling you right now, dude, you're the, you're the guy. And you know, one day I'll probably run too. uh, Mike and I've talked about this. I, I can't know everything, like the stuff I know and not run, but dude, you're, you're just a shining light for us in Florida to say, we can do this thing. And I'm going to tell you something, Anthony, 
in the Bible, God never used a majority to win his battles. So you may feel like you're alone, but you're not. I really believe you're the one waking up consciences because we're all doing it in our own way and how we have to. But being on the forefront, bro, we're, we're praying and pr for, for protection over you and we're behind you, man. And somebody has to do it. Somebody has to step out, right? And and people are always looking for somebody to follow. They're looking for somebody to kind of break that mold and, and step out into the new trail. And you're doing that. You're you're stepping out and you're you're putting your neck on the line in a lot of ways and you don't care, which is inspiring to a lot of it people because really that's dude. what people are looking for. They're looking for courage of now I'm going this way and I'll take on the risks because I believe in what I'm going after. So we appreciate that, man. Well, I appreciate that, guys. Thanks for the kind words and God bless you for that. But I will tell you, you know, a lot of people say to me constantly, you know, Sabatini, we think you're doing a great job. You're a great representative. What I always say is, you know... <laughs> I think I'm just doing a decent job. I just think so many of the other representatives are doing so bad. They make me look good. <laughs> no, I don't. I, I, but, yeah, but that's 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 where you're coming in hot, though. That's where you're coming in clutch is because you are throwing. They're not even radical ideas. They're constitutional. Right. They're foundational. Yes. Common sense. Common sense. Right, stuff. right, right. But just I, I won't bow to the system, the system which says, come on, dude, you know, don't don't put pressure on the system. Don't call out Republicans. Don't don't advocate for any bold idea. Just stick to the most simple, most safe messaging, whatever it be, I've disregarded all of it. And so, yeah, I mean, I've definitely, you know, created a, you know, a support base and that's great, but I will tell you a lot of it's just because these other guys are so bad. Yeah. And that, that's my whole thing. My whole project in politics isn't just passing some single bill. It's to really do it. Trump did it to an extent, which is to raise people's expectations of what they should expect from their Republican leaders, all of yeah. their leaders. But especially the Republican leaders, raise your expectations because what they're doing right now, the majority of them is just not enough. So so I, I completely agree. We're going to get on a couple of topics here because I kind of want to segue into these things. One of the big issues we've been talking about for seven years since we started this was states rights and how states mm -hmm. are they have their own governments. They have their own constitutions. They have their own legislatures, their own courts. And, and, you know, the, the duty of the sheriff, the power of the sheriff and how powerful the sheriff is in a state to block uh, unconstitutional law from the federal government. You're going into a special session here. I'm, I'm not saying you, but like the whole special session is happening on Monday. I know you're 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 more strong than what they're presenting here on case. But what can we expect that's going on here with the special session on Monday? <clears throat> sure. So first, let me say something about the whole state's rights issue. It is far past the time in which states really need to boldly and independent of the courts reassert the 10th amendment uh to the fullest extent uh, and that that's what really it's becoming now in terms of legislation the sole thing i'm focused on is as my probably adversaries would characterize it provoking a constitutional conflict with the federal government i i welcome that i want to see that i think the states really need to start drawing lines and finding ways to defund the federal government because I don't see us winning unless we do that. When we do that, once the federal government realizes they cannot usurp the power of the states, that's when I think the pendulum is going to swing in this country in terms of the growth of federal power. But we're not there yet. Yeah. That's what I'm really shooting for. Um, uh, and on the question of states as a whole, I will tell you the way I characterize it very simply for people is I say, if you know the, the state's the power the states were planned to have, imagined to have, and what they actually had. And you look at what they're doing today, how they're acting today. Yeah. Um, states use about one-tenth of the power they get. So DeSantis is a rock star governor. Everybody loves him. He's the best governor in the country. 
I was talking about as much as you guys like DeSantis, DeSantis is using about one tenth of the power that he actually has. And the legislatures are, I would say, are actually using even less than that. And they say, well, what do you mean? I'm like, they don't understand the state police power and what we can do. We can deport illegal immigrants independent of the federal government within the jurisdiction of our own states. Agreed. We can actually arrest and prosecute and, 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 and uh, uh, just eliminate, move away uh, any federal agent within the borders of our state that are uh, executing and furthering any unconstitutional law. And we can do that in conformity with the U.S. Constitution. But the Republican states, that, put it this way, the Republican voters don't know that that's the power states have. And the Republican officials are so cowardly, they're not going to do it unless they're made to do it. And so we're in this kind of boring position where you look at blue states and they're just constantly challenging the the uh, the bounds of constitutionality. They're constantly uh, using and executing their power to the fullest extent. I mean, hell, New York almost indicted Donald Trump last summer or this summer. Exactly. I don't know if you remember that? They were exactly. I mean, that's that's what Democrat states do with their state power. What the Republican states do? Nothing. So shifting it back to uh, the special session next week. You know, I was the full. I was the only guy in Florida for ninety days calling for the special session. We created a lot of pressure on the governor. The governor did the right thing, called the session, despite the fact that the entire legislature, other than me, listen to this, was totally against uh, passing a private sector mandate. Now, of course, all the legislators, the public legislators, and the state legislature are saying, "Oh no, 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 we're fine. We're with the governor. We think that." Uh, you know, these vaccine mandates are crazy. We want to do something. The, the, the truth of the matter is they were totally against it. They didn't want to do it. And there's an article that came out in the Miami Herald today um, that said the legislature was pushing hard against the governor to do it. But so it literally, once again, just me and Ron DeSantis standing against the rhinos, we got a bill. Now, the bill, as you talked about in your uh, beginning comments, I think, uh, is I think I overheard you saying, is fa- false far short of what we need and what i want yeah uh, you, you, but you've been you've been public about that though very public about it no i mean listen i, I don't hide really anything i think about anything at any yes. time uh <laughs> so as soon as the bill came out i thought about it for about four hours and then i wrote a letter to the governor i mean i did a press release that said this is about 25 percent of what we want i mean it does give opt-outs it gives some Rule saying if you have religious exemptions, health care exam, you know, uh, reasons you shouldn't be able to get vaccinated. But at the end of the day, the bill totally misses the boat. What we need right now is a complete and total ban on any private sector, any corporate discrimination against any person, employee that is, based on their vaccination status, any whatsoever. By that, I mean these employers should not even be able to ask their employees their vaccination status. Yeah, I walk HIPAA in, laws. Need to clock in. Yep. You, they shouldn't say, hey, are you vaccinated? Have you gotten your booster? This and that. Oh, if not, you have to do these forms and that. And you got to go. Ah, use, as one employee in Tampa has uh, now has to do, um, they told this woman, oh, you're not vaccinated? You got to use the bathrooms outside the building. So this is where we're at now. This is the medical apartheid that's been created. So the bill that got proposed, yeah, it makes it that you can't just flat out fire a person purely for their vaccination status. You can ask them to wear a mask, et cetera. But it it totally leaves open the door of these woke employers to punish, change the conditions of their employment, reduce the pay, do all different things to people that are not vaccinated. And that's just completely and totally wrong. And it also doesn't give the primary penalty 
to the actual person who's affected. By that, I mean the person who, like, let's say they say, oh, we're not going to pay you as much or we're not going to hire you on the, at the get-go. Like, like, if you walk into a business under this proposed law on Monday and they go, are you vaccinated? And you say, no, they can go, okay, we're not going to hire you. That's perfectly legal under the law that they're proposing for them not to hire you on the front end. It only has to do with protections for people who are already employed. So this whole thing is totally badly written. I'm still going to vote for it because it gets us 20% if we want. If you read the bill, about 20% of what we want is on there. But we need to automatically start shifting gears to, once again, my strategy of putting enormous pressure on the Republican establishment, the uh, legislature, and even the governor to give this a much, much, much stronger bill. And I can go more into details if you guys want, but that's kind of yeah. like the big, big No, picture. no, this, this, this is good because, you know, honestly, uh, Anthony, I'm very, very much into limited, 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 limited government. The fact that I even have to prove a religious exemption made the government now an arbiter of what is religious. I think that is bullcrap. I don't need yeah. to prove religiously that I don't want a vaccination. I don't, I don't have to tell you why I believe I, you know, I don't want one. That's liberty. That's crap. That's it. And so That's it. When, when the government now starts taking over what is religious, just like marriage and all these other things, then they can start making laws about it because government doesn't stop power unless we take it back. And the only thing yep. that they're getting away with what we, we let them have. So what you're saying is exactly right. The whole reason that, 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 uh, that the 60s even happened was we saw like everybody says, you know, that the, the governments haven't been involved like this. We need to do something. Does everyone remember what happened at that baker in Colorado? Yep. And he rejects someone. And he got sued for it. $150,000. I think he had to pay twice. Right. Plus, uh, uh, yep. now these employers can literally tell you because you're not getting harpooned, which, by the way, I've had many jobs. I used to be a welder for years. Um, I never had to prove that I got the measles, mumps and rubella shot. This is crap. Yep. This is crap. And it's unconstitutional. Yeah. And and yeah. to force people to give private information really frustrates me. Um, this this is getting into people's privacy. And this is really kind of trying to, if we start digging into people's private lives, uh, what we end up with is everything that goes on in that person's life is now on the table. And I, I'm Absolutely. sick of seeing Dude. people become an authoritarian, whether there's a, they're a corporation or whether they're a government, of digging into people's private lives and saying, well, you know, you didn't get this shot in 2010, so, you know, we can't deal with you. Well, that's my medical history. That's my medical information. Yeah. You know. Here's you're exactly right. And, uh, you know, implicit in your point is the idea of they're setting up a precedent. This is now a precedent. So now it's vaccine vaccines that employers are in charge of. OK, how many people are vaccinated? You know, when did you get your vaccinations? This is their new role. Right. If this if this bill passes, what's next? Next, it's going to be. You know, why are these employers letting these people overeat or eat unhealthy food? Now, now everyone's going to have to start turning their cards. Did you go eat high calorie food this week? Are you eating meat? You know, Bill Gates said we're not supposed to be eating meat. You know, what's going on here? These reckless employers, blah, 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 blah. It's time for state legislatures to draw a line in the sand and say, I don't care that you're the employer of the business. I mean, I'm a totally low business regulation guy. I often get accused of being libertarian because I'm so anti-government regulation. But I will tell you, the autonomy and freedom of a person to control their own body, their own health, their own mind, their own privacy is far outweighs the rights of some merchant or C-suite global woke corporate board 
to uh, conform to whatever liberal norm the media thinks is the new normal and therefore reduce the rights and autonomy of their own people, their own workers. And that's just wrong. And so it's time for the legislatures to stand up for the rights of the people. So so I, 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 you said you could expand on this. I know um, you were very vocal even before the special leg- or the, the special um, session that's coming up about what. um because I want you to empower the people. I know you're going to c- come and speak at yeah. our conference here coming talk, up. I'll yeah, talk a little I, and, about the bill. Yeah, so I want you to talk about that. But I know you're going to come and empower us at the conference coming up in January. Um, you're going to. I really because what the whole thing is is we want people to go run for office. Those who know the Constitution, how they can do it, what it takes, whether it's school board, whatever. Uh, so we're going to be doing that. But I want you to talk about the bill and then empower the listener because. Most people are like, what the, the heck do I do? You know what I mean? Like, how, how, how do we fight this? You know? Well, the biggest thing they can do is really blow up the phones, emails, and in-person meetings with their legislators, state legislators, state representatives, and state senators, that is, and Come the on. governor. Come to the rallies. Come to the governor's office. Blow things up. Blow up social media. Call out the Republicans. Make them work for your vote. Make them worthy. You know, they want to hold office. They want to say that they're leaders and they're going to lead us. Make them lead us in a real way. Make them put real legislation out that's actually going to get us to a better spot, not this this weak milk toast garbage that they always constantly do. So that's it. Blowing up social media, blowing up the phones, meetings, emails on the Republicans, not the Democrats. Democrats are gone. These people are communists. Don't waste your time. They hate the country. They're, they're la- they'll laugh. They, they do hate they the country. They hate the They hate everything the about America. Yeah, they hate the country as it exists because it's based in the conception of freedom and freedom breeds inequality. And at the end of their philosophy is equality of outcome and radical egalitarianism. And the government must be in charge of every single decision so that way we can create this creepy socialist world is what they want. So we have that the opposite works. form of government. Yeah, exactly. But back to the bill. So the bill right now basically has a couple major problems. One, it allows mandates, but just creates these various opt-outs. You mentioned one of them. It says, oh, you can opt out of these vaccine mandates in the private workplace, but you have to do X, Y, and Z. The bill is actually silent on the idea of the religious exemption, how they would work. So let's say Disney goes, uh, okay, you can submit a religious exemption form. And I say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and fill the form out. Let's say Disney goes, mm, this looks like nonsense. This is boilerplate. You copied this online. We're going to deny it. Hello. I mean, like, that's insane. I shouldn't even been allowed to begin with. So there's no penalty for them to do that. There's nothing in the bill. Here's the other bad part of that with the bill. When the employer breaks the rules of the bill and actually says they're going to fire you, doctor, pay, whatever, you don't get your own private cause of action. You don't get your own remedy to go and attack the employer on. It's in the hands of the AG, the attorney general and the DLA, the Department of Legal Affairs, which is just the name of the attorney general's office. So mm. what happens is you have to go file a complaint and this attorney general and their woke liberal lawyers in their office, which a lot of them are liberal, they will be like, mm, maybe we'll take this case, maybe not. So you don't actually have total, total control on whether you can uh, attack the employer. The worst of all, all this is a 50000 fine, a $50,000 fine. Uh, I'm sorry. Was it? Yeah. $50,000 fine. 50, so 10 to 50. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so it's like. Oh, 10,000 for a small employer, 50 for a big one. So it's a, let's say it's a big employer like Disney that just doesn't care, right? They're like, we'll just write the check right now. A million bucks, good. We'll get rid of these people. So this is the problem. It's, it's a weak bill. It doesn't actually keep these big employers accountable. 
and it doesn't put the power in you in your hands through the court system. It puts in these unaccountable bureaucrats. So the bill's got all types of issues. Now, this isn't really because DeSantis. Well, it kind of is. It kind of isn't like the, the governor wants a stronger bill. The legislature won't give it to him. The truth is, though, and this is where I'm going to put DeSantis on, uh, uh, you know, on, on the firing line. He could say and he could be tougher and say, oh, you guys don't want to give me a stronger bill. I'm going to veto all of your legislation this year. I'm going to kill all of your big government projects that you're going to try to make me sign. I'm going to make life a living hell for the legislature if it doesn't give me a stronger bill. He's not yet willing to use that power into that 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 level of armament. But I think he does, and we can need to put pressure on him to do so. For sure. For sure. I do think – go ahead. No, go ahead. You, uh, you I was just going to ask. So there, people tend to see just a generalization of, well, Republicans tend to be weak. And I, I'd like for you to kind of expand on why are these specific Republicans not going after a stronger bill? What sure. What is in their mindset to say, yeah, this is good enough? <laughs> So two things are going on here. By that, I mean there's two groups of Republicans. Let me talk about the smaller group first. The smaller group, there's three groups of Republicans in elections right now. There's me, weak Republicans, and, and then <laughs> it's three, it's three groups. Me and David Barrero, Miami Cuban Republican who's hardcore conservative like me. He's not Love as vocal that. as me, but he's very principled. He doesn't care about the rules. So that's that's one group. The other group is what you described, the, the weak ones. Weak in the sense that they have the right principles, but they're not willing to stand up because they know that the establishment is going to hit them in the head with a hammer and come totally against them and start attacking them, trying to primary them, et cetera. And they're too weak to stand up. They don't want to join me. They don't want to go against war, you know, uh, a war against the establishment and the system. They don't want to have to endure it. So they're not willing to do it. So that's one group. But here's the biggest group. And people often say, well, they're the weak ones. No, this isn't the weak group. This is the group that is not really weak or strong. They just don't have values whatsoever. They're the Chamber of Commerce style Republicans. So any type of like aggressive conservative bill, it's not they're like, well, we know you're right, but I just don't have the courage to stand up and do the right thing. They just don't agree with you at all. They're just straight up weak. They don't think that the government should even do anything in this case. They don't care about people's rights. They're there for a paycheck or to get a lobby job or a lapel pin or whatever. They actually are just completely valueless. Right. So like Mitt Romney isn't weak in the sense of like, oh, he's cowardly and won't stand up for what's right. He just doesn't agree with us whatsoever. He's just not conservative. Right. He's, not, yeah, he's, he's simply not American first. He's doing exactly what he believes in. He's a straight up America last weak liberal. Straight. He loves BLM. He loves, you know, the role of government, everyone's lives. He's just he's he's a salt. You know, he, that's just who he is. Weak is like a Lindsey Graham or like one of these Republicans who in their heart, they know what conservatism is and what their base wants and what the people want. But they're just not going to stand up to do it because they don't want to get they don't want to have to uh, get a black eye from the fight. You know, uh, you know, have the lobby corps and the staffers and the media and the weak Republican colleagues attacking them and lose and lose personal power and personal prestige by fighting for the people. That's who they are. You see what I mean? So there there's a group, the group that's in charge, like the Speaker of the House and the Senate president. They are straight up don't care. <laughs> they just mm. don't care about people's rights. They don't care about gun rights. They don't care about the Constitution. They don't care about the Bible. It's all fake. They're just there for power and prestige. The, but there is another group of people who are quietly like, hey, I agree with you guys, but I don't, I just, I'm a coward and I don't yeah, want to have to stand up and fight. Right. That's it. Yeah. Then yeah. there's me who, I mean, I like to think of myself as principled and, uh, you know, uh, willing to show the courage to stand up. 
but I'm in an extreme minority because most of these guys just don't want to stand up. Yeah. And there's, there's, there's biblical instances, man. And you should read the story. First Kings 22. You probably know it. Jehoshaphat and Ahab, they're going to war. Now, what I love about America is, and most pastors get this wrong. They always say, you know, we're supposed to render to Caesar. They don't realize we don't have Caesars in this country. The Caesars are you and I. We elect our representatives here, so we're the kings. They are not, our not them. Yeah, that's the irony right? of that line. Misquote scripture like crazy. I was reading First Kings, and I was telling Mike about it. Jehoshaphat and Ahab, they're going to go to war. Jehoshaphat says, man, hey, go ask the Lord about this. He's like, well, my 400 false prophets just told me I should go, but there's this one dude <laughs> named Micaiah, this prophet. He's like, always tells me always bad tells news. me bad things. Micaiah says, don't go up to war. You're going to get destroyed. You know what he did to him? Threw him in the basement with bread and water. Didn't that happen to you just recently, Anthony? <laughs> Get thrown in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> so they, the legislative leadership doesn't have any real power over the members. So all they can do is symbolically attack you, like symbolic way. Like we're going to put you on this committee versus that committee. <laughs> or we're going to change. We're going to make this bill have an extra hearing. It's like these like symbolic stupid things. And the, a lot of the members are so weak that they're like, I just, I don't want to be called out or I don't want to like suffer these symbolic attacks. So I'm just going to do whatever they tell me to do. Of course I don't. So they <laughs> they attacked me in these symbolic ways. So one thing they did is they moved my office one floor below to what they call the basement, which is just the other another floor of the building. It's literally about twenty five feet from where it is now. And they're like, "Look, Shabatini's being punished. If you stand up against the public establishment, we'll punish you too." And it's like, all you did is move his office one floor. Like, who the hell cares? Why is that? It doesn't have any effect. Thank you over anything. But that's what. But. But I will tell you, that's a really example of the pettiness that um, animates the Republican uh, establishment in Tallahassee, that they'll be like, oh, if you cross us, if you try to, you know, not vote with the establishment, if you try to be more conservative and vote no on the budget and vote against pork barrel spending or whatever, we're going to move your office. Like, that's their whole entire toughness. So, you know, of course... So um, when you when you got that memo or that letter, what was your first reaction? <laughs> well, they're cowardly and they don't want to own it. So instead, they they just they'll release the office assignments. And then it's like, OK, you're in this office there and that office. They, they don't want to own it because they're so cowardly. They won't be like, we're coming at Sabatini because he called us mean names. Because the real reason they did it is I he I'm tweeted on the about us. Tweeting. I'm like here. I'm like yeah. I'm like I'm like here's a picture of the rhino that just voted to double your taxes, or like, like oh hey, oh. you know that the gun bills that we filed to expand gun rights in Florida, these are the rhinos that killed them all, and they get really mad. They get caught up because they don't want to own their record. <laughs> you think they'd hey. be like, oh no, I think those are good gun laws. Let me defend them. No, they like they're mad. Right. They're getting called out, so that's why they move your office. And hey, so my wife just <laughs> my wife just texted me and said this was supposed to be a 20 minute thing, and I don't want to take up all your time. I, got, I went over. I have three more minutes, so I guess we could kind of try to bring it in for a landing. So, so I, so go I, I got I, awesome. I just have one question you can answer quickly, and then um, I want people to know what you're doing in the future and what you're running for now. So, but uh, a dear supporter of yours, named Brian Moriarty, he owns a business here in South Florida. Uh, rep- uh, he said Sabatini, Representative Sabatini, is it possible to amend these bills next week during the special session, or is there no chance? Well, you can offer amendment, but they're going to be rejected because these tabs and holds the cards. The way you really get these bills amended and changed is by putting pressure on the governor and the legislature to let them know these bills are garbage and they're not good enough. Come on. If people go to Tallahassee with this attitude and as Christians, as conservatives, we always are plagued with this idea of like, we're so grateful for anything you do. Thank you for giving us, you know, one breadcrumb. Like, thank you so much. The truth is you should be a little ungrateful 
in the realm of politics. And Come you should on. be a lot more demanding. You have yes, to sir. have higher expectations of what you're expecting and what you're demanding these people to do. We want them to conform to real conservative behaviors and real ethical behavior, not what they're doing now. And so it's time to kind of change our hats of meekness and whatnot to a hat of extracting. We demand much better behavior from our political leadership in America at this time. So I would tell them that's what they need to do. Put pressure on social media, in-person cool. meetings, emails, phone calls to every Republican legislator in the state. And the governor saying, you know, you, this is not good enough. Not the attitude of like, thank you. And hopefully we do more. Not good enough. Yeah, and we're gonna right. put we're gonna put dude. Thank you for that. I appreciate you. You'll come Which on is again. An act of love, by the way. It's not a mean act. It's an yes. act of love. We love this country. Love is we truth, love the, man. You know, we love our leaders, but we we demand them to do better. So 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 real fast. I respect that you called out DeSantis. That proves that you're not a party guy. You're a principle first guy. I love that you stand for the rights of all Americans, not just in Florida. Um, we want to know what's next. A friend of mine, JD, he just said, where can we donate? So we want you to kind of end out with that. And dude, I just, I so respect you. We'd love to have you on again, but I can't yeah, wait to see you. I can't you wait to see you in, in January at the conference. Yeah, I can't wait to come down. Sabatiniforcongress.com is the website, Sabatini for Congress. And then of course, I'm on every social media platform as most people, I think in the Florida, the state of Florida know. So Getter, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Signal, Telegram, LinkedIn, um, I think that's everything. So I'm on everything. Check me out. Of course, you could always just call me if you ever need anything serious. 352-455-2928. That's my cell. Just feel feel free to text me. I'm a millennial. I text a lot more than I call. So <laughs> Attaboy. Um, there we just go. text me. Thank you guys for having me on. I'll see you in January. All Thanks, right. Thank you so much. Thanks again, Appreciate man. It. Talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, guys. So so Whew. there's there's a lot to unpack with what we were just talking yeah. about, right? Talking about states' rights, what I loved was that he was willing to say, I got to call this out. We were actually banned for that when I was like calling out Trump for different things. Yeah. It's like, look, they're conservative. <clears throat> they're conservative, but they're not doing everything right. And if we're not putting a demand on our representatives, if we're not putting a demand on our president, if we're not putting a demand on our governors, we're not putting a demand, we're not doing our job. We're getting mad that they're not doing theirs. We're not doing ours. Yeah, that's that's the biggest thing that happens with all of this is we t we get starry-eyed almost we're just a well they're doing what they're doing and they're our leaders and they've got they know what's going on no they don't and we heard him say of a lot of these people just don't have principle they're in it for the power they're in it for the direction the career they want to get more votes and one thing i was thinking about was this whole concept of they want votes they want to know that the people want to put them back in office because a lot of these guys make a career out of it. He said so, it perfect. Dude. So you have to connect and realize that the more contact you have with them and saying, you're not making me happy. You're not being tough on this. You're not being strong. You're not being principled. If they hear that all the time, they go, oh, wait, in order for me to get back into office, I have to, I have to do what the people want me to do, sure. which means the problem is so many people don't contact these people. So if they get five phone calls that say the same thing of you're not doing enough, you're not doing it, they start to question, okay, am I actually, do I need to, do I need to do something? And, right. and you have to keep an eye out for these guys like Sabatini to where they're principled and they're standing no matter yeah. what. You got to stop just voting for the R 
And that's why you pay attention to the primaries. You pay attention to this field of people who you may get that guy who says, now I'm going to do what I'm going to do because that's the principled way to go about it. It's so funny because I don't even think he sees that he's very prophetic. He's very much and a prophet just stands on the principle. He stands on the word, doesn't veer outside of it, hears and knows what's going on discernment wise. And you can tell like when we're talking this way, it's like I think it empowers him and it emboldens him. And those are the kind of guys that'll make you mad because they'll point you out, but they're yeah. your best friends. Yeah, They're your best friends because those are the guys that are willing to say, it doesn't matter about career. It doesn't matter about this. He loves his family. He loves his country. He loves his God. He's also, a, he's, he's, he's in the uh, uh, National Guard as well. Yeah. I mean, just, yeah, you, you, you captain see. in the National Guard, right? Yes, you, you, see, you, you see men that are willing to take it and take it hard. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and go for it. But not only that, to, to tell us, demand of me what you need me to do yeah. that's that that is a representative and and one thing that that you just clicked me on is is proverbs what is it better are the wounds of a friend than the kiss Faith, yeah, of an fa- enemy faithful yeah you know and we have to remember that that he's willing to call out DeSantis. He, so don't get mad at him because he's willing to say look you're not doing enough you're not standing hard enough on this don't I get res- mad at him I respect support that so him much. encourage him I respect because yeah that. all of us we're happy with DeSantis but man we got to keep each other's feet to the fire we got to continue to keep each other principled that's what Christians do for their brothers right the scripture tells you to help your brother along you're supposed to come alongside and say hey Let's go back this way a little bit. The problem is we completely misconstrued judge, not lest ye be judge. I can't tell my brother what to do. I can't, I can't point anything out. I can't come alongside and correct. It's your job. It's your job to come alongside your brothers and say, look, this is the principal direction. Yeah. I think you're getting off a little bit. Yeah. Let's come back this way. And not being a jerk about it, no. not being a douchebag about it, but like being honest and being full of heart. I care about this country. I care about its people. I care about its foundation. I care about many things. Uh, again, are there many things we corrected? Yeah, we needed to correct a lot of things, but to give government more power was not something we needed to correct. We needed government out of people's businesses. That's exactly the yeah. reason the declaration was written. So uh, you're right. I think that when you stand for truth and when you stand for these things, you love your neighbor as yourself. You want them to be real love is wanting you to be personally responsible. That's real love. A high expectation. Yes. I want the, like, get around kids. When you set the bar high, guess what they meet? That bar. Because you keep putting it up there. And once they succeed, they want a higher bar. And we need to keep holding our our, our officials that way. They always want higher because they're going to want that vote. You see what I'm saying? But if you stay silent, they're going to keep doing what they're doing. You know what the biggest, biggest sense of apathy is which apathy is even worse than hatred because apathy is i don't even care you don't even have an emotion i, to I don't yeah. care about you so much that i have no emotion about you but you actually have an apathy towards somebody if you have a low standard low expectation of them it's like i don't care what happens to you i really don't at least hatred or anger or frustration towards somebody at least it's like i'm very mad at you because this should be different you should hold a different standard. That's why standards are so important. And we we insult people when we don't hold them to a high standard. When we put in a guy like Mitch McConnell decade after decade after decade because, well, he's a Republican. <clears throat> yeah. That 
you're insulting yourself and you're insulting everybody else by saying, well, he's an R, so that's the best I can do. And, it, and it's really crazy. Mike Darnell just said this. Remove the log from your own eye to help your brother with the spec in his doesn't mean you don't do it. Fix it yourself and go help others. And that's exact. Thank you, Mike, for that comment. I appreciate that 100 percent. That is exactly right. Mm -hmm. It is us removing. We did remove the log from our eye. We did see the gross error of our ways. We did see we weren't holding politicians accountable. We did see we weren't personally responsible. We did see we submitted to a government. We did see we forsook God and government when he creates law. We see that. So now we're telling other people and our representatives, you're not God. Quit it. And now's the time that you work for the people and you submit to that thing you call the Constitution. Your state one, too. I didn't even ask Sabatini about the emergency powers. We'll do it. We'll do a separate yeah. thing on that. But I, what I did love that he said was uh, he noticed he talked about states are only using one tenth of their power. And that's something people do not realize. Gosh, people dude. think when we did the whole Saki segment, well, federal government's more powerful than the state. No, yeah. you have to. We have to get this through our head one way or another. We've got to get it through our head that the states have a lot more power than they realize. Exactly. And when they start understanding that and they say, well, the federal government can't just come in and run roughshod over us, you start to pay attention to your state legislature and your your governor a lot more. You start to understand more how powerful those people actually can be in the fight against the federal government. Because guess what? The federal government will always encroach on your freedoms. They want power. And this isn't a, a wicked, yeah, there's wickedness involved, but hear me out. This isn't a wicked Illuminati agenda. It's just people being people. They get some power. They want more power. They want more power. They want more power. They want more control authoritarians want more control. Why? Because they tell themselves, if I have more control, then things will be utopia. How often do we sit in our chair and we go, well, if the world would just listen to me, everything would be utopia. That's those people acting it out. Exactly. So you have to have a state government that is strong enough to say, no, you do what you're supposed to do, which the federal government's original power, few and well-defined powers, they were supposed to look outwards. Come the on. states were supposed to handle the interior affairs of day-to-day. -day. Your right. states need to get back to that. And I'm telling you, you've got to look for candidates who are actually going to uphold that process. Like instead this guy. Of, like this guy. Instead of saying, federal government, do what you need to do. You're taking my funding. I'm so sorry. Let me, let me bow deeper. Take it. So, so here's what's crazy. Take it away. Give me back my money. Stop trying to use my money to blackmail me. This is where I want. This is where I want people to understand because we're going to wrap it up. I want people to understand something. When we were in California, they were like, "Man, you guys got a great state." Oh my gosh, I wish I could move to Florida. Representative Sabatini just admitted that it's him against the world and another right. guy from Miami and DeSantis. There's three yeah. that are holding the stop works right now. Right? The rhinos ain't doing much. This is why we can't sleep. This is why we can't sleep. This is why, listen, Christian, this is why you cannot sleep when the world is going to hell in a handbasket. This is why the gospel is so important to preach. You can't sleep. You can't say, oh, uh, uh, William Wilberforce once said this, you may choose to look the other way, but you can never say you were never told. You may choose to look the other way, but you can never say you were never told. And the thing is with the Christian, we have to not only be the gospel presenters, but show what God did for law and how he created it. It's up to us, guys. Right? Listen, to the Church of America, we love you. 
We love you. Some of you don't know what to do. Now's the time to stand up, mighty man of valor. Now's the time to take on what God has given you. You know it. Now's the time to stand. For those of you that don't know and that are ignorant, it's okay. You can learn this stuff. Our pastor did. And guess what? He's speaking at our conference to empower the people to go make change in Washington, to go make change in Florida, to go make change in your school boards, in your city and county officials. He's empowered. The pastor is getting up to empower the people to say, Christian, go get it. Pastor, stand up and go get it. You can do this thing. I'm not here to call you a coward. None of us are. We're not here to say cowards. You haven't done anything. That, that, that line of thinking is far gone. Now's the time to stand. And you can do this. The God of heaven is with you. One thing I love about him is that he feels like, man, I'm alone. No, you're not. No, you're not. The people are with you, man. Now we just got to remove the rhinos and get the right people in there so we can take over his spot and, when he goes and runs for federal. And a perfect example of that is, so he's the type that'll say, I'm kind of alone, or not the type, but he may say, I'm, I'm alone. I'm alone on this. Except we have him on the podcast and we endorse. We're fully supportive. Yeah. And then we have we and have dude, people who are fully supportive of us, right? So those people are not just supportive of us, they're supportive of him. Do you see that sometimes you're a couple of steps removed from your support, but it doesn't mean those people aren't there. Just because it it's just like the Lord. Just because you're not sensing him right there all the time doesn't mean that he's not there. You have other people that think like you do, that see it like you do, that have principles like you do, that want to move forward like you do. And so Sometimes you got to take that step of faith Come on. without the support in order to understand that you had the support the whole time. In the first Sometimes place, yep. God will be silent until you make that step. Then he'll start talking because he's like, okay, now we're on the road. Now we're on, on the path. And you know what? Guys, listen closely. This is our message. It's God moves in the impossible. And I, I, I had conversations yesterday, the day before. Oh my gosh, it's crazy. It's global. So was Babel, and God destroyed it. So was World War II, and guess who intervened? So was the King of England. It was a global takeover. Dude had 13 and a half million square miles, owned pretty much all of Eastern area, Eastern, the Eastern world, had it all, including the Americas, and God saw fit to win for us. Don't think you can't. God is in the impossible. Now's the time to call on him. This is impossible, Lord. There's no way. And I know he's up there saying, yep. And this, this hit me for this. If you have a hard time wrapping your head around, let's at least get pragmatic about this. When you stand before the Lord, would you rather say, Lord, I fought with everything I had and I had all the faith I could muster. I, I, I failed, but I, I did run what my I could. race. I, I kept ran the, my race. I kept or, the faith. Or would you rather sit, stand before the Lord and say, "Well, everything was falling apart. My fear was overtaking, and you know, I just I held my head down and I I tried to eke out my days a couple more. I tried to get a couple more days out of this." Which would you rather do in front of the Lord? I would rather five more days of full, intense fighting, standing with everything I have, with all the faith that I can muster, than 50 years of on my knees, my head down low, trying to just stay silent, trying to hope that they don't come in 
that they don't come through those doors, that, that these walls will protect me for one more day. Do you, you ever, you ever have that where like, you know, something's about to come down on you and you're waiting and, and it's not enjoyable. You get no enjoyment out of life when you're in that position, especially if, if you've done wrong or you committed a sin, you're just like, this is going to get found out. You, just for example's sake, you cheat on your wife and you're trying to hide it. And you, you try to hide it. Life has no taste. There's nothing to it. Life, life is just one moment to the next wondering, when am I going to get found out? When, when is this all going to come crashing down? That's right, man. The worry, the anxiety, the fear. Stop living in fear, guys. I say this as encouragement and conviction is stop living in the fear of, I hope they don't come. I know they're coming. I know I know it's going to crash. It's all going to happen to me. I, I just hope I've got enough to, to eke out my days. Instead, step forth in faith and say, you know what? Yeah. This is a real problem. All this may come crashing down, but I'm going to do my best to try and hold it up for as long as I can. I'm going to at least step out in faith. And then if I fall or I fail, at least I know I did it with honor and dignity. That's right. There's so much more to standing with faithfulness than with success of what? A couple extra days? I think, I think God is doing us a favor. I think when people for years have been praying for revival in this country— First thing that first step before revival, when revival happens, he's he exposes wickedness. That's what he's doing right now. Yeah, he is doing us a favor. He is showing us right now what is wrong so that we can go in there and say, no, Lord, we need to correct this. It is supposed to be impossible. Faith does not mean it's something that is possible. It's the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, which is impossible. That is faith. Okay. So when we're saying keep the faith, Paul said, I've run my race, I've kept the faith. Everything the dude did was impossible. Standing before an Acts 17 when he's saying, what's the unknown God? And he goes out and tells them, in the midst of all their gods, in the midst of all their lies, in the midst of all these things that they were doing and the perversion that was happening, he went first to the synagogues, then the marketplace. And then he said, I'm going to talk about that God, the one that says it's unknown, I'm going to tell you about him. God who created all things, the heavens and the earth. God who sent his son to die. He went right, he did the impossible. He went right to the kings, man. Like this, this is what empowers me. It's like, look, Paul was no better than me or you. He was just a normal guy. This is why I'm, I keep saying that Virginia didn't win because of Republicans. It was the church. I'm telling you, it's the church. The church is you, not the building. Quit complaining about what you're not seeing and be the thing that you want to see. And that's, Be the thing that you want to see. And that's what we're going to be talking about next week. We're going to be getting into this. Of, we are so tired of the church getting knocked down, beat down, that it, cowards, losers, weak. We're sick of all this talk about the church because this is the bride of Christ that you're talking about. Come on, dude. How, if you're a man, how would you feel if somebody was talking in that way about your wife? Oh, come come on, dude. Right? That's it. And that's it. We're it, supposed to admonish the bride, dude. 
And so next week, we're going to get into this. We're going to get into this whole thing about the American church and how do you accurately look at the American church? Because I am so tired of, well, the American church is this. The American church is that. Okay. And, yeah. Oh. No, no, no. You're good. You're good. And I want to save that because I know yeah. we'll get we'll yeah. get into the weeds here. We'll get into Guys, it next week. Um, on YouTube, on Facebook, on any other platform that we're on right now, theselfevidenttruth.com. If you're on, go to that link. Uh, that's below. I just posted it on YouTube and you can post it or it's already posted on Instagram. I'm sorry, on Facebook. The conference that's coming up where Anthony Sabatini is speaking, we want you to sign up for it. It's a free conference. We're going to empower the patriot and the Christian to take a stand and to go run for public office. That is the point. It's not just us giving you information anymore. It's telling us what's the next step for us to do. We're going to empower you how to make phone calls, how to do these things where you can take the ball and run. And again, if it seems impossible to you, you're probably the one that's supposed to do it. Okay, go sign up right now. The link is down below. I just pinned it. Actually, it's up at the top on YouTube. Go find it. TheSelfEvidentTruth.com. Sign up. It's free. You want to be a part of this January 14th and 15th of 2022. It's me, Mike, Pastor Todd's going to be speaking there about the biblical role of government. Come on, man. A pastor. I'm empowered. I'm encouraged. What I'm seeing is not what they're saying. I'm seeing God move in churches right now. And guess what? We're the church. So he's moving in us first, right? And then Representative Anthony, Anthony Sabatini's coming. Gloria Tucker's coming. She's from Jupiter. She's running for town council. Amy Pritchett running for school board is going to be there. Mike DeTerlizzi, who's on a school board right now, is going to teach us what? Uh, M- Melissa Mars is coming. Uh, uh, Darlene Swaffer's coming. So we have all these. Who else? Am I missing somebody? I'm missing somebody. I don't think so. I'm missing one person. Maybe. I think I'm missing somebody, but I'm missing someone. We'll pull them in. Oh, there. Jenna Haig. Jenna Haig. Ah, how could we forget she's running, she's running for state rep. That girl's on fire. She's principled. She's solid. You're going to want to hear from these people and get empowered. Go to theselfevidenttruth.com and sign up for this conference. Be a part of the solution, not a part of the problem. Quit complaining. Quit coming in the night and saying, oh, my gosh, I agree with you, but I don't know what to do. Now's the time. Quit being Nicodemus's and get in the fight. And this is why we do what we do here, okay? It's not just to give you information. It's to empower you not only to be a Christian, but to be a patriot. And people will say that's that's idolatrous. No, it's not, because God establishes law. I could understand if I was a Republican and telling you to be a Republican. I'm telling you to be a Christian. And stand up against the wickedness and be ready, the Bible says, to revenge all forms of disobedience when you begin your obedience. That's what the word of God says. Revenge all forms of disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. That's a Christian. Amen. Okay? So, again, go to theselfevidenttruth.com. Find out more information about what we got going on. Subscribe to the podcast. We got some really cool things coming out, guys. If you want to be a sponsor and a supporter of us, Go online. Everything's on, on the website now. We're really excited. Uh, guys, we love you so much. Tune in next week. Uh, Saturday, we're going to be doing another live podcast. We're, we're stoked, man. Game on. So until then, guys, we will see you Saturday, 9 a.m. I hope you have a great week. Love you guys.